You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman had shown Gotham the true colors. Citizens of Gotham to the Eternal Night, a podcast dedicated to the world's greatest detective, the Dark Knight of the DC Universe, Batman. Yes, we are back. We are back in the Batcave. Not a moment too soon with three days to spare before The Flash comes out. I am one of your hosts. You already know who I am. My name is Philip Barker, and I am once again joined by my longtime co-host, the Alfred Pennyworth, to my Batman, or any other Batman character you could probably pertain and relate him to, Mr. Craig Blaylock. Craig, how are you doing? Would you like to take a sandwich with you, sir? Yes, yes I would, because it has been far too long, and why don't you tell everyone why it's been far too long? Yeah, it's been, man, there's just been a lot going on, man. Yeah, I know, it's been... Uh, it's been I mean, just life in general, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I went to uh, my uh, boss's wedding, I was fortunate enough that she invited me to go. Great time, okay. um, but while I was there... Uh, you know, little little stray kitty cat comes walking out on the grounds, and you could tell he was he was an orange tabby. You could tell he you know wasn't in the best of health. You could definitely tell he was a stray. Um, but he was super nice with everybody, and I just looked around and I said, "Is anybody willing to at least get this cat to a vet?" And no one was willing to do it, so I scooped him up, put him in my car, and started driving home and I'm like, all right, so I'm going to get this guy healthy. I'm going to get him to a vet, get him checked out. And then I'll find a place for him to call home. I'm not going to keep this cat. And sure enough, as I'm driving home, he gets, I, I put him in the passenger seat. He climbs over, falls into my lap and falls asleep. And I'm like, ah, well, I guess I just got myself a cat. And 
for about a week, uh, you know, got him to the vet. They took care of him. And initially everything was looking okay. He was absolutely covered in ticks and we were able to get all of that taken care of. Um, you could definitely tell the poor guy had been struggling for a while, but, uh, you know, spent a week kind of just keeping things calm for him and helping him recover. And then sadly, uh, a week later, I woke up in the middle of the night one night, looked under my bed, and the poor little guy was shaking and shivering, so scooped him up. Uh, luckily, in the area where I live, uh, there is a 24-7 uh, animal hospital, and so I got him over there. They ran blood tests, and basically, he was anemic. He had... They said he, his red blood cell count was like below 10%. And so we ran through all the different options and the doctor was nice enough to just, he was just very honest with me. And he said, you know, if this was my cat, I would uh, put him down because he's just going to suffer. Only thing we could do is maybe a blood transfusion, but we can't guarantee that that's going to do anything. So sadly had to make the decision, put the little guy down felt horrible and then you know funnily enough like two days later um one of my friends who lives in illinois she fosters uh animals she's been doing it for many years now she's actually where i got uh mordecai from three years ago and i'm i just happened to jump on facebook and she had a post up of this little little black kitten She's like, I need him to have a good home. He's a really good cat. Uh, he needs a place to call home. And just something about it, just after everything I had went through, drove out to Illinois, picked up the little dude, and brought him home. And now he's chilling here with me. Named him Gareth. And uh, it's weird. He's a little eight-week-old kitten. And he's a handful. But, man, definitely helps after the uh, the craziness that happened just prior to getting him. So, yeah, there's been been a lot going on. I wasn't expecting you to let the listeners know how sad of the last couple weeks it's been. But yeah. <laughs> here we are. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, listeners. Unfortunately, yeah, Craig do, do his, did his due diligence as a hero. Took a cat in, but unfortunately he could not. You know, that, that that's just one of those things. You know, there there's, there's only so much you can do for an animal, but when it comes to you know certain circumstances like that it really is just better to you know put them to rest and let them rest yep. easier so to, so to speak and I'm, I'm sorry you had to deal with that because he looked like a cute little guy based on the pictures you sent me but unfortunately yeah like that's man that is really tragic but now you've got little little gareth there to yep now i got little gareth running around causing havoc on my uh, other cats him and mordecai have already basically become a big brother little brother situation they're always tackling each other and chasing after each other so they seem to be getting along very well rigby's kind of like yeah i still don't know about this guy but i'll tolerate him but i think he'll warm up to him eventually but yeah it's been it's been a crazy been a crazy couple weeks well everybody craig's not the only one who actually fostered a couple animals who are strays and some straight but other i woke up what was it i think i told you about this Around the same time you 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 fostered that that little orange cat, I think. Yep. And uh, I woke up, and my my madre she sent me a message like, "Hey, there's this dog in the backyard." Da da da. I'm like, 
fine, whatever. I go to work and I don't really think much of it. And I, I, I come back home and I let my dog Max out. And usually I let him out in the backyard because that's just kind of where I go to, you know, smoke after work and whatnot. And uh, he's back outside longer than usual. And I'm like, what the hell's taking him so long? And I walk around the, the jacuzzi and he's sitting, he, he's, 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 he's doing that thing that dogs do when, when they're, you know, when they first meet each other, he's fa- they're, face, they're facing off. And I'm, I'm just like, oh, I, I wasn't expecting another animal in my backyard. Okay, <laughs> cool. And uh, now my, our dog, Max, he's a little lab with a bit, bit of Rottweiler mix. He's got a couple other things in him, but you can just tell he's, he's, he's lab with a little bit of Rottweiler. Basically, you can tell he's a Rottweiler by the way he, he plays and the way he plays tug of war. Now, this other dog is also a lab, but his face... It's a lot like a pit bull. He's he's big. He's a big dog too. Like I think I sent you a picture. Yes, yeah, you did. He's kind of kind of a bigger boy. And um, oh, he's a big boy. He's a, he's a big boy. And uh, well, he, he's been he's been here. No, no <laughs> nobody has claimed him, and we've been fostering him, taking care of him. Um, my mother has ta- taken to calling him Buddy, but uh, I'm just like yeah, if. if if this dog stays and he he follows me around a lot and well he likes me so i just might inherit a dog and i'm not calling him buddy yeah i was gonna say yeah you gotta come up with something better than buddy yeah but it that that just ain't gonna fly no um i i've thought of two two names and here's where everything starts to come full circle in relation to batman everybody uh <laughs> Yeah, you see, we you thought you were listening to an animal podcast. You are incorrect. You're incorrect. No, um, I, I I am narrowed it down to either Ace or Bane. Oh, okay. Because I I lean more towards Ace because he's kind of a he's kind of a sweet big lug, but he's big, and I'm just like, dude, you look like Bane. <laughs> dude, that would be that actually be pretty cool. I think because. Yeah, right? Because then, think about this, you know, everybody, you know, gives their animals voices in their head. Dude, you could have them have Bane's voice. <laughs> oh, 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 you were born in the dark. <laughs> oh, you will, man. You will supply me with the food I desire. You will give me my treats. <laughs> I will have them. And I will accept nothing but the bacon strips. You will give me nothing but meat treats and bacon strips, yes. I'm Bane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom King, I am coming for you. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Tom King's a lovely writer. Tom King is is, is, is actually a pretty, pretty nice guy, but he did do a run of Batman, I uh, believe. I am City of Bane, I am Bane, something like that. When he when he did a run on Batman, that's where that, that line came from. But yeah, yeah. Do you think uh did, did did he do you think he had any writing credits for uh Gotham Knights? That's a nice segue, but no, I don't. I don't think he did. <laughs> I have not seen his name. I mean, you want to talk about top tier quality. Okay, I'm not I'm not going to hit on this show too much. I mean, it's it's about it's we're we're nearing the end of the Gotham Knights saga already, sadly. Yeah, and funny enough, this actually kind of came up on uh, the vodka stream I was on last Friday before I came before I went to Livermore and worked last weekend and almost broke my shoulder. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I was talking with Dave, the film junkie, uh, Andy Bedbacht, and a couple other people. This this actually came up right before I had left, and uh, Andy's the only other guy who is the only other person on the panel who 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 watches it in in the way that I do, and I, I, in that 
I am not one of the people who hate watches it like Craig, but yeah. um, I I am uh, and I and I don't even think Craig hate watches. That was just me being shitty. But I, I, I watched one episode. I watched episode one, and I watched like twenty minutes of episode two, and I just, it just I couldn't do it. <laughs> and I still need to watch the most recent episode uh, on top of the one that's supposed to air tonight. I think I think it airs tonight as of this recording. Yes, and I think uh, I thought I just read that the final episode is June the twenty seventh. Okay, so they've only just got three more episodes after today. Three more episodes, including the one tonight. So yep. Okay, cool. And that you know, I've made no bones about it. Like it's it's not the greatest thing ever, and they 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 have ideas that I I, I appreciate. I do think that it it it. And, you know, they've even said, like, the budget for the show isn't all that large, and it, it shows. I mean, it was pretty apparent. <laughs> it, it, was, it was very apparent. Like, it, it was very apparent that this this show really was just kind of treated very poorly from the beginning, from concept to execution, almost. I think it, so. Because uh, I remember when we saw that first trailer, there was just something about when the first trailer came out, I remember watching it and going this almost feels like an afterthought. This feels like they had an idea and maybe they were just like, uh, duh, guys, we got to fill time slots. Uh, uh, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, oh, Gotham Knights. Okay. Let's see. Okay. It's time to the Batman. Yeah, whatever. Just, just here. Here's a little bit of money. Go, go make this fill the time slot. Yeah. And even then they were all, they might've even also been told like, Oh, by the way, you can't. You can call it Gotham Knights. You can center it around Gotham. You can't really use any of the mainstay people who are in yeah. Gotham that already haven't been shown. That's probably why you didn't see Batwoman. That's probably why you didn't see any of the Robins. And it just feels like, well, shit. What do we do? And that's where the character of Turner Hayes comes in, created for the show. You guys can look. This conversation has happened so many different ways and all yeah. over different quarters of the internet. I don't think Craig, Craig and I need to retread any ground in regards to just how this show came about to be or how it could have, what if, any of that nonsense. Yeah. Bottom line is, um, it got canceled. It's only a one season one. Um, it's ending. It's can. And like Craig said, the last episode is June 27th. Um, <clears throat> I think for the most part, I liked it. I like it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. There are things that happen in it that I'm like, eh, I, I, I would have preferred something a little different. Like, you know, there's, there's one episode in particular, I think we're, we're well, well past the point of spoilers and it's obviously getting canceled. So maybe people didn't watch it. I mean, hell Superman and Lois got renewed for a truncated 10 episode fourth season. And a lot of its supporting cast and budget is getting cut too. So, yeah, you know, there, that, that says it all right there in regards to how the CW and the DC relationship has gone since CW has been bought out by what is it? Next star. Yes. Yeah, I, think I think so. It's Next yeah. Star. And considering James Gunn is having this whole idea of wanting to kind of silo DC into, you know, film, television, animation, video games, which I don't at all think is going to pan out in the video game department to be brutally honest. But um, I mean, if that Suicide Squad game is any indication, yeesh. Well, Ed Boon even just said recently that, you know, the idea is once they're done with the new Mortal Kombat, they want to try and get back to Injustice. And I was in, I'm in a group chat with a couple other people in regards to the four nerds and people, 
you know, respectfully think that they, that that would fall under his purview in, in Justice 3. And I'm like, I don't know about that because that was already pre-established and it plays with the multiverse anyway. So yeah. it really doesn't seem like it really wouldn't be feasible for him to come in and be like, yo, you got to make Injustice 3 like this. No, 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 they don't. I don't think they would have to. I think Ed Boone would probably look at him, give him the finger and be like, no, yeah. what you want to do in regards to DC on video games you don't understand how much time it goes into making video games and what is necessary to them. And truthfully, I I think that whole bit of his DC plan is actually a bit oversighted. I don't think he really understands what goes into making a video game as opposed to a traditional movie, animated TV show, or anything like that. And, you know, we're talking about the guy who had a hand in, you know, either was writing, producing, Lollipop Chainsaw, whatever. That was years ago. That, yeah, it was a bit. Years was, ago. Man, Lollipop Chainsaw, that was 2010, 2011. Yeah, when we were still working at GameStop. Yeah. It was around that time, the you know, 2010 to 2015, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, June 12, 2012. There we go. Yeah. So right before I got hired that, that, that late summer. Yeah, because I remember that game come out. That game came out the same year I got hired, which is 2012, so... Yeah, it's been 11 years. The gaming industry has changed vastly. And on top of that... A tiny bit, yeah. (laughs) On top of that, you really want to try and get A-list actors to do something like Injustice? No, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, you you could probably get them in there to squeeze a couple of cameo lines, but... No, I don't see them doing a full-on performance for something like that. Specifically Injustice 3. And, you know, again, I, I don't see that specifically falling into his overall plan for DC because that's again it is a pre-established thing that DC already has it's a established continuity in DC comics so i really don't see how james gunn would just come in and be like yo you need to do injustice 3 like this i just don't see that happening at all like at all yeah considering the the amount of success that they've garnered from the first two games in and of itself i don't see how someone would just come in and be like yo, your formula is great, but you need to add this to it. It's like, no, no, that formula for success doesn't need to be repeated. Well, I mean, it needs to be repeated, but it doesn't need to be added, I guess is what I was what I meant to say. Yeah. Well, and like we said just a little bit ago, I mean, that fact that that, suicide, that Suicide Squad game, Kill the Justice League, got basically indefinitely delayed for now. It's been delayed. There's no indication of what kind of time frame it's going to come out i mean maybe that's part of it i mean i know it was pretty poorly received by the general audience i think that has more to do with its delay than gun having a plan for it truthfully probably that that's my two cents on it like i i, I think suicide squad kills the justice league got delayed because of that really poor reception it had at what was it show was it showcase it was Oh, what happened was it this just just this past February I think it got delayed or March whenever they showed it off whenever they yep. showed off gameplay footage for it like yeah that that's that was kind of well you shouldn't have made a Fortnite knockoff yeah personally that's that's kind of where my head's at and and, and kind of bring it back to Gotham Knights like it's <sighs> that show getting canceled was you could probably also argue part of the re- part of like 
James Gunn taking over DC, but at the same time, like the CW getting merged with Nexstar and Nexstar slashing a lot of its scripted content was just like, ooh. Oh, for sure. It was kind of a, a, a one-two punch of those two things, I, I would think. And like you said, it wasn't, it's not like, that's the thing, like, the show wasn't, like, awful. Like, the first episode, I was like, okay, that wasn't, that wasn't great, but it wasn't, wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, like, it's, it's got some really poor writing, and one, yes. one, one part in specific, there's a point where, I think it's in episode four, five, or six, one or the other, I don't really recall too much. At one point, Turner's actually in back in Wayne Manor. He's surrounded by the Court of Owls. They tell him, they have him tied up, and they're they're kind of like rubbing it in his face that they killed Batman. But they take it a step further, and they're like, yo, do you know why Batman took you in? Do you know why Bruce Wayne took you as an orphan in? And they kind of allude to the fact that, like, Batman never figured out the murder of his parents. And, and and it doesn't it, it, me thinking like oh is this the part where Batman took him in because the whole talon deal that they they you know groom children to become their talons like is that gonna be the reason why that Bruce took him in be, to save him from being the talon or are they gonna like give him the Dick Grayson storyline that they did in Court of Owls or whatever no 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 Bruce Wayne adopted Turner Hayes because he ready for this felt bad for him of course yep i was like oh that's far be it to try to do something new and original yep i was like that is disappointing very very disappointing because if i remember you said that the court of hours are the only villains in this show there are the mutants from the dark knight returns and this as well the mutants are in there The the mutants make an appearance in the third episode which is cool They've, they gave Carrie Kelly a little bit of a storyline there. It was it was fun. Because I remember telling you, like, I, I the one thing that kind of intrigued me about the show was this idea of, like, okay, we've got these original characters, so maybe I was personally kind of hoping for, like, a Batman Beyond type situation. Like, maybe we'll get some, you know, you know unique and original villains for this show for these characters to go up against. No. But, no, Corvals no, and Vowles. Mutants. Court of Owls, mutants, and there's a little bit of Harvey Dent having it out with himself too. Yeah, I think in the in the episode that I watched before this one, uh, they actually have a, a like Dent has a meeting with himself. Like you see Misha Collins act opposite Misha Collins, and it's actually really good. Hmm. I mean, but, it's Misha Collins. Exactly. He's gonna stand. He's going to stand out no matter what. Right. Right, and and I will say that the things they have him doing in this is is probably the most interesting Batman related thing, maybe. So do they do they kind of at any point do they tease that he is turning or that he's like getting to a two face moment? That that's essentially what the conversation with himself is. He's basically having a conversation with his alternate personality. Oh, uh, okay, with and, uh, Big Bad Harv. <laughs> not necessarily Big Bad Harv, but like this version that you would recall as big bad harv i suppose and yeah there's just some things in this that you're like okay yeah that's a cw trope it's cw tropey left and right because it's again it's a it's a cw dc related project and they 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 do certain things like uh, 
Which is kind of interesting to say now because essentially, I mean, the CW verse is pretty much at an end now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still got you got Superman and Lois, but is that is Superman and Lois? Is it even does no. it have any kind of ties to no. the CW verse? Lo- or is it in, its own in, thing? In, in like season two, I think I remember reading this from from mutual friends. Like season two, I, I guess they they established that it's on a parallel, separate universe. Okay. So yeah, so with I mean, C C W verse is all but done now with the Flash ending. Right, right. The Flash had a truncated nine, ten episode season. They wrapped that up, and now we are headed into the Flash film without any further delays. Yeah. To quote Ezra Miller at the red carpet premiere, because they were there. <laughs> they were like, they showed up. That's ben awesome. Affleck, Ben Affleck was there. Uh, Muschietti oh, cool. was there. Uh, James Gunn was there. James Gunn looked like the Reverse Flash. He was like decked out in a yellow jacket and black pants. I was like, "You look like the Reverse Flash." Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there. Um, the Muschietti's were there. Sashkai was there. Affleck. I, I said Affleck already. Um, I think Peter Safran was there. The, the premiere happened yesterday, as of this recording today. We are three days away from seeing the Flash. And that movie has been getting reviews. I just saw the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes sitting at a 95% with a fresh rating of 72%. Um, nice. Yeah. Like, this movie is getting all sorts of praise left and right. Um, there, 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 that, that was one thing I wanted to – that I initially brought up to Craig maybe about a week ago when we've been trying to get this this episode here. But, again, like the Flash movie, we had delays. Um there are reviews about this movie that aren't even pertaining to the movie. They're just straight up like, I don't care about this movie because Ezra Miller's in it. This movie's terrible. And it's like, that's not a review of the movie. Why yeah, is you're not, you're not doing your job as a, as a critic by looking at the product at looking at the movie. <laughs> oh, I like how you called it a product because the, a lot of the criticism, a lot of the criticisms that I've seen of this film that are present, from people who did not like it say that it does feel cartoony that it does feel like it was a bunch of toys mashed together that might even just be a paraphrase from michael shannon but oh michael shannon was there too i forgot he was at the red carpet not that i was there i wasn't i was not would have been cool but i wasn't there i'm just looking at shit i saw on the internet huh but yes that is something that bothered me about seeing this movie, or not, I had not seeing seeing for this movie, I should say, is that there are just reviews for this that are just like, yeah, I don't give a shit about the movie, screw this movie, screw Ezra Miller, and I'm just like, you're not validating yourself or what you're saying, any yeah. any bit whatsoever with this. Like, I I am not taking your word of this movie with any sense of sincerity whatsoever. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I was actually, I was hoping that by this episode I would be giving my thoughts on the film because uh, my, one of the theaters in my area around St. Louis was actually participating in that fan screening event that took place yesterday. But uh, fortunately, my daughter's first uh, swim team meet was yesterday and uh, family takes priority, so... I don't, as much of a bummer as it was, it was still. I'm I, glad I, I got to be there for my daughter, and you know, I'm going to see the film in a couple of days anyway. I don't even want to begin to tell you how many of those screenings I got invited to that I could not attend. Ah, that's a bummer. Four. 
four. Mm. Four times. Four times I Damn. couldn't do it. I was let's just, <laughs> let's just say I'm not happy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not the only reason I'm not happy either. Craig knows why I'm not happy. Oh yes. Yeah, we, we discussed this before the recording. Look, guys, I'm not even it, it, we're three days away from this movie and it it's it's literally all over the internet and I'm so tired of it. I'm so sick and tired of it. I, I I don't understand it. It's always the DC movies. There were no spoilers leaked for Across the Spider-Verse before that movie came out. There were no spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 until the day that movie came out. There weren't spoilers for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania until... Uh, okay, no, I take that back. There were kind of there were spoilers for that movie about a week before that movie debuted worldwide and officially everywhere. Okay, so maybe there is. it isn't pertaining just to dc bottom line there are people who are just blatantly sharing screenshots of certain cameos and certain end credit sequences and i'm just like you know this is what turned me off to seeing shazam fury of the gods that (laughs) zachary levi crying on instagram about how john wick was not a family movie but that's also besides the point anyway I have seen just so much disingenuous shit about The Flash. Not even from people who have seen the movie, from people who have no desire to see the movie and just continue to share this shit to, quote, validate their feelings, unquote, about this movie. Now, look, I have friends who genuinely have no interest in seeing this movie for a variety of possible reasons. And at no point is this at all directed at them because you know what those same people that i just mentioned that i that i am friends with who are not interested in seeing the flash they also understand that it's not cool to spoil shit blatantly for people who might want to see it yep now i can have a civil conversation with someone who might not want to see the flash because of example a being the biggest one Ray Fisher not being in the movie. I 100% will not fault anybody for not seeing The Flash because of the fact that Ray Fisher's not in it. Hell, I'll give you $20 to give to AFSP. Absolutely. (laughs) 100%. I understand that completely. That is my biggest issue with The Flash. I'm still seeing this movie. Why am I seeing this movie? Well, that's another... that's, That's just... One On one hand, I'm vehemently disturbed at the fact that this studio could not pull their head out of their ass and acknowledge everything that Ray Fisher brought to light. No, instead, they shoved it under the rug and tried to make him seem like the problem, which I think is absolute nonsense. And now Walter Hamada's not even here. Yeah. His, his name's going to be on this movie. Yeah. It's like, well, man, it's just really unfortunate the way certain things crumble. But I'm seeing The Flash, number one, because, well, we run a Batman podcast, Batman is in this movie. So therefore, yep. on some level, there is a level of obligation. Batman are in this movie. But fair enough. Thank you for the correction. Batman <laughs> are in this movie. And we would be foolish to not talk about them at all. Like I'm sorry, it's it's Batman related. I'm gonna talk about it. It's it's really all there is to it. But yes, yeah. my my biggest issue with the film isn't even necessarily on the people who worked on well. The people who actually worked on it, not the people who slapped their name on it. Yeah. That's my problem with it. This is not at all a knock to Andy Muschietti, Michael Shannon, Ben Affleck, anyone who worked on this movie, Ezra Miller, Sasha Kaye. No one. No, not them. 
this is all to do with powers that be at WB for just being ridiculously arrogant and repugnant to their to their to the people that they choose to work with. Oh my god. Like you you can't just make false promises and then yank the rug out from these people and act like that's okay every single time. Yeah, the whole the situation with Ray Fisher was just, man. That was just honestly unbelievable to kind of just see how this studio just kind of blatantly ignored everything and yeah. just played dumb and just and now he's you know we were gonna see cyborg again and just never came to be yeah because he was always meant to be a part of yep. that film once he had been cast and so the fact that he had been quote removed unquote was just like it's like I think I've even said it on this show and other places. Like you could kind of tell that second Barry was like you could tell like you could feel like that might have been a rewrite over what Cyborg's character might have been. Yeah, I don't know. There, there were from what I understand, there were multiple different versions of this script at play before everything was said and done as far as casting goes. So I don't know. I have absolutely zero idea. Again, like my big, the biggest thing that will always bother me about this movie is that Ray Fisher's not in it. And I, I absolutely understand and respect anyone who would not want to see this movie because of that. Now, I also am a fan of Andy Muschietti as a director. I like it chapter one and two. I think he's a really good director and I need to see this movie for myself just to see if he might be the guy for brave and the bold. Yep, we've seen him. We've seen what he can do with horror. Now let's see what he can do with a comic book franchise. Mm-hmm. And if if the Flash is any indication of what he can do with superheroes, then it's going to give us at least, I would imagine, some kind of idea of what we could expect from the Brave and the Bold. I'd certainly hope so because if it does, in fact, turn out. So again, I think it's it's still just a rumor. It's it's highly. It seems like it's a, pretty a lot str- of people it's, are saying it, that it's pretty certain, but it, we it's, still it's, don't have any official word on it. Right. It's a pretty strong rumor that, that people are saying is a done deal, but won't be a done deal until the writer's strike ends. And it's just like, well, when the writer's strike ends is yet to be determined because that yeah. writer's strike is determining a lot of things right now. Like, for for instance, shutting down the Penguin production as well as delaying the Batman uh, Part 2 going into production. So. Uh. Hey, yeah, I was so I was so bummed to hear about the penguin. Listen, it's it, there's a simple solution. There's a simple solution, and and mm-hmm. you know what? If you have children listening right now, just cover their ears, because this this solution is really simple, really really simple. Pay your fucking writers. Yep. It's 100%. not that hard. It is not that hard. People in Hollywood want to complain and bitch and moan and cry about how we're not getting anything and how things are getting delayed. Well, guess what? There's one easy answer. It's really simple. Pay your writers. It's not that hard. Yep, 100%. And then, you know, things can start moving along. We can start getting these great movies and television shows that you people love to consume. That we all have to consume. But also, there's even talks of, like, AI script writing happening. And I'm just like, that, that's just one step in the direction we don't need to go in right now. Yeah, that's just, ugh. 
You think you think some movies come out bad now? What's it gonna be like when AI's writing it? Dude, the writers for Black Mirror were just like, yeah, we had AI write up an episode and it was absolutely yeah, I terrible. Yeah, saw that. It was, yeah. and it's just like, well, there you go, proof in the pudding. Like, you, you you take away the human element, you take away creativity, and that's just pointless. Like, yep. I'm sorry, you 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 don't do that. And I've heard people. Well, not heard people specifically like heard them, but I've seen like people be like, "Oh no, good." The writing in Hollywood's trash these days. We need something new. So you think writing from a computer is the next best yeah. idea? No, <laughs> no, no. I, I I'm sorry. Like I stand with the WGA. Pay your writers. It's really not that hard. It shouldn't yep. be that hard. But circling it back to Muschietti, yeah, I need to see what he can do. Specifically, if he's going to juggle two different Batmen in this movie and he's the one being tapped to do Brave and the Bold, and, uh, and he was even asked to, for press for this, like, what would you... I don't remember what the question was. I'm paraphrasing here, but it was like, what would your take on Batman be? And Muschietti says something to the effect of, I don't think I can answer to that yet. Yeah. This is being honest. I mean, hey... If dude can bring in Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton in the same effing Flash movie, I can only wonder what he would do with Batman if he was given the chance to do his own version. I mean, it is kind of crazy to think. Think about this. Like, this guy is coming in, and he is directing a film where he's got the Flash character. Mm-hmm. You've got two Batman. Mm-hmm. You're bringing back Zod. Mm-hmm. You're introducing a variant of Supergirl, like... That's a, that's a lot for a single director to take on for their first superhero film. It's almost as much of an ensemble to juggle as when Zack Snyder did Batman versus Superman. Yeah. No, I yeah. That totally makes sense. And honestly, I feel really bad for Eddie Muschietti to be in that position of that of that movie specifically of having an interchanging, you know, Lee, uh, you know, guard of people in charge while making this movie. So you're constantly having to reshape this film to fit the needs of certain people who are no longer in power. And then you fit the needs of new people who are in power, which is just, God, I feel so bad for that guy having to be yeah. in the editing room locked with two different sets of, of people who are in charge. It's just got to be something else. But. Hey, you know, if from what I understand, like the Batman stuff in this in this movie is pretty top notch between both Ben Affleck's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing, too. I've been hearing that uh, Keaton's action scenes in particular are pretty nuts. Yeah, I've also heard that Ezra Miller doing double time as both berries is actually really solid, too. Yeah, I've heard that like one of the key things that it seems like a lot of people appreciate about this film is that there was, I mean, and I, I get it. It does kind of make sense. Like flash was, he was kind of annoying in, you know, in justice league, but that was kind of the point. He was a young character who had just developed these powers. So now you've got when, you know, Barry goes and does what he does in this film and he's introduced to his younger self. You've kind of got that offset. You've got, this older, more experienced Flash dealing with his younger self and kind of being like, man, was I really like this back then? 
Yeah, I have seen a bit of that. Um, actually, I think there. You know, even before we got to this episode, I think there might have even been one last trailer that dropped too. I did see. Uh, actually, I saw that earlier today in my uh, YouTube recommendations. It said a uh, flash final trailer. So I guess there is one more trailer that's out. Yeah, yeah, there there was, and I remember watching it because it it's to the it's I don't remember what song it's got the background noise to, but it's got Pink Floyd, Pink Floyd, yeah, hmm. yeah. That I think that final trailer has has some Pink Floyd to it. Um, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again, but I really don't want to. We're three days away from seeing the movie. I'm I'm trying yeah. my best. To I don't just, I don't need any more trailers. Yeah. <laughs> It's also tracking for a $70 million opening, which I don't think is fantastic for yeah. uh, for, for this film in particular. You would think um, Michael Keaton would be a bit of a bigger draw, but uh, I would say that I would hope that this movie is as good as people are saying it is because it is going to need the legs to survive at the box office, pun intended. Yeah. And again, I think it's going to be a little bittersweet too, because this is essentially we're we're saying goodbye to the characters of the Snyderverse, essentially. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because James Gunn was actually on a podcast with Michael Rosenbaum talking about like continuity in regards to DC DC films, and he basically said that Blue Beetle was the first DCU character, but Superman Legacy was the first DCU movie, and I'm just like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like that, 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 <laughs> what are you talking that, about? That's like the, the, the most dumbest nonsensical way to say, yeah, Blue Beetle's the first movie in the universe. And it's just yeah, like, why not just say that? You don't have to. Why not, even, why not even just phrase it differently? Just be like, yeah, this stuff, you can kind of treat it like phase zero or whatever. You yeah. know, closing out the DCU, whatever. Some stuff's going to carry over. Some stuff, maybe not so much. Because, like, not too long ago, dude just said... Flash resets everything. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, then wouldn't so. Flash technically be the first film in your yeah. DCU? <laughs> yes, no, maybe so. I don't know, James Gunn. You need to figure this shit out. But, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it, 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 it read like real nonsense. It, 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 when I heard him say it, I was like, dude, you're not making any, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but what you're saying doesn't make any sense when you say it out loud yeah i don't know how that works but it just just james gunn yeah we'll just say yeah blue beetle is uh issue number zero the lead in to everything right and the way i see it is is like you know aquaman lost kingdom that's gonna be like not necessarily the crescendo, not the curtain call. From what I understand, the, the Flash feels more like a curtain call in the DCEU. Aquaman 2 is going to feel more like an epilogue. Like, this is what happened after the Flash. <laughs> I keep forgetting, man. I just, I, I guess because of just everything else that's been going on with all these franchises, I honestly just keep forgetting that Aquaman is even coming out. It's, it's, it's kind of it, hard for me to believe that there is still an Aquaman sequel that we are going to be getting here. And uh, when is it due for, to be out? Aquaman comes out in December, December. Oh, wow. Okay. They haven't shown anything for this movie. I mean, okay. I take that back in 2021. They did show off some behind the scenes stuff and they showed off Arthur in his new suit. They showed off black Manta in the new suit. They showed off 
Amber Heard reprising the role of Mera. Like, they showed off behind-the-scenes stuff. That's it. That's all people have seen of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Huh. So, I would imagine... Excuse me. I would imagine that if Warner Brothers wants a presence at San Diego Comic-Con, the smart thing to do would be to show off Blue Beetle and Aquaman the Lost Kingdom. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... What else are you gonna do? Have James James Gunn come out on stage and announce who's playing Superman? Probably. Yeah, that's my guess. Yep. But you know, I don't even think. Wow, San Diego Comic Con is next month. I didn't even realize it was that soon. We'll see what happens there. But yeah, that that would be my guess for for Warner Brothers at San Diego Comic Con if they were doing anything. It would be in their wisest interest to show off Blue Beetle and especially Aquaman because they haven't shown anything from the movie. But from what I understand, the movie is not testing well, like at all. Like Aquaman Two is being labeled from what I understand as possibly the worst entry in the DC Extended Universe since Ooh, Wonder Holy Woman. Holy crap! Really? Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. But I don't really put too much stock into test screenings. Then again, the last time I said that was Justice League 2017. So, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. There is a reason why people haven't seen too much of Aquaman 2. And, well, we're going to... I would imagine when we do see something, there might be something there that people might just be turned off by. I don't know. We'll find out when that time and yet this one gets a a release and batwoman got canceled batgirl that's that still irks me man that still sticks in my craw is that whole fiasco of batwoman batgirl batgirl yeah yeah i just still annoys the crap out of me apparently someone who worked on the movie said the movie could still be released and i'm just like no what i don't yeah i was gonna say wasn't it in like their like contract what negotiations with this whole thing was the fact that it would not be allowed to be legally, released in any way, shape, or form. Legally, Warner Brothers cannot because they wrote it off as a tax. They they wrote it off for tax purposes. Yeah. So I don't think the only way it could get released is if somebody leaked it. And for a while there, after the film got canceled, a lot of it was getting leaked. Mm. And, and well, to be brutally honest, what I what I know of the movie didn't exactly sound appealing. But that's just me. I can only speak for myself. Like, it, I, I don't know. I, I'm i not saying I understand why Warner Brothers did it. I'm not even going to say that it was right. I'm yeah. just saying that based on what I saw from the film, I was like, you know, this doesn't really feel like my cup of tea. But I will also say that it is incredibly wrong for what happened to that whole cast and crew of what happened to that movie. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it deserved to be canceled now. Yeah. That's, that's my main issue with it is like, I get it. Like maybe, maybe this movie would not have panned out well, but people put effort into it. They right. put the time and the effort to get this film made. You had all of this work put into it. And then for some reason they're saying, ah, nah, yeah, we'll write, we'll write it off not worth it and i think leslie grace looked great in that suit like it, yeah it, it it looked not quite of the same caliber as say you know cavill superman suit wonder woman whatever but yeah yeah it looked fine like i didn't hate it it looked it was the burnside suit like it was like oh yeah that's cool yeah like it looked good 
And man, but, I wanted I wanted to see Brendan Fraser as Firefly. Yeah, right. Especially after he just got the Oscar for the whale. Right. Like that yeah. was so just. Warner Brothers is just so good at leaving money on the table. If not for out, real, if not outright, <laughs> Very, just, yep. if not outright, just burning it like the Joker did in the Dark Knight. Yeah. That's which, very true. Which, which also is the film that, that The Flash is getting the most praise as. Like, I've seen so many people just be like, oh, it's the best one since Dark Knight. Best one since Dark Knight. I'm like, yeah, I've heard that before. The only other film that is on that same level is, wait for it, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. At least as far yeah. as the DC Extended Universe goes, if you ask me. Well, that, that whole Zack Snyder trilogy is honestly up there with Nolan's trilogy, personally. But that's a that's a whole different conversation anyway no i the, the whole best dc movie since dark knight yeah that that's been a thing since aquaman i'm tired of hearing it let's move on to something else yeah oh you know what it actually just dawned on me that uh we just might have to craig we might actually have to do a two for this month because we have a couple anniversaries coming up um batman forever I believe turns. Oh man, I'm trying to math right now, and I can't math. Thirty-eight. No, not thirty-eight. No, I'm. I was gonna say if it's thirty-eight, then it's as old as me. No, so. my math is wrong. I suck at math. Um, <laughs> Ninety-five. Uh, let's see, Batman. Thirty. It'll be thirty in two years, but. It... Yeah, June sixteenth, nineteen ninety-five. Batman Forever. The Dark Knight, on the other hand, turns fifteen next month really wow it's already been that long 2008 yeah wow so um and speaking of batman forever i think i showed this to you and terrence uh kevin smith allegedly has a copy of the schumacher cut you said yeah you did send that to the group chat but i didn't get a chance to follow up on that so okay. he he's claiming that he has it okay Kevin Smith has a copy of the Schumacher cut. Him and Mark Bernardin are going to watch it and then talk about it this Sunday on their episode oh, of Fat wow. Man Beyond. And I'm just thinking to myself, and he he was talking about, like, you know, he's going to give Bernardin a copy. And I'm like, well, if you're giving copies willy-nilly, if Warner Brothers is willing to let you see the Schumacher cut. Yeah, for real. And you're going to talk about it. I'm, like, thinking to myself... Is Warner Brothers going to release the Schumacher cut or not? That would be that would be nuts. Because man, that would be really effing cool, right? Like to get that movie? Yeah. To get that cut of that movie 30 years later? And I mean Akiva Goldsman, depending on how you feel, dude did Titans. Like you all know how we feel about that. He's the original scribe on Batman Forever. If anyone could like finish off that film, I would imagine it probably could be him, considering no longer Joel Schumacher, unfortunately, is no longer here with us. But yeah, like if if Kevin Smith is going to talk to Mark Bernard and they're going to talk about it openly, and I, he even said in the video, if you watch it, he says read the room, and I'm like, okay, dude, do not get me rock hard for the <laughs> Schumacher cut, and then have the Warner Brothers people be like, eh, no, no. Uh-uh. I feel like if this shit's getting teased, I yeah. certainly hope, I would certainly hope that it gets released at some point in the near future. Or do they do a uh, 
a Batman 89 thing and do they do a, a comic release of it or something like that? I don't think you would. No, uh-uh. I don't think that's... I, I mean, you could, but why? When there's, yeah. a, when there's a ready cut available with, with temp score, I don't think so. I think all you'd have to do is just finalize the score. Touch up that last scene of Batman and Robin on the gargoyle. You're golden. But I don't know. I I I I don't know. I, I is really... that Sunday they'll be uh the nineteenth yeah. on it. They'll be commentating on the night on their live show on the nineteenth, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation. I ironically enough, Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast was the first Batman podcast I ever listened to, which in a way kind of spawned this show. More or less. If not just me being a podcaster. But yeah, I will be tuning in to uh, Fat Man Beyond for the first time in a long time to, to hear that conversation. I'm very curious about that movie. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, apparently the whole opening with Two-Face doesn't happen for like 15 minutes. Really? So yep. then what's in the first 15? Um, uh, Him breaking out of Arkham and leaving a bloodstained message on the wall that says the bat must die. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, that image has been circulating for years. I've seen that image. I've seen bits and pieces of that opening. And I've even seen a sequence um, when you're introduced to the Riddler. In the theatrical cut of the film, there's music playing over it. Like, not not the score from Golden Ball. There's, like, a, a, a pop song or some shit. Um, but, really? Yeah. There's actually an, another, there's a variant of that scene that, that has Goldenthal's score, and it's actually a hell of a lot more chilling and haunting and much more in line. And I'm like, you know, there's gotta be, I firmly believe hashtag release the Schumacher cut could be coming to an end. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'd, I'd love to not be wrong about it. I would love, I would love to have the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever on my, on my shelf. I would love to see that yeah. cut of the movie. Because we've talked about this. I love Batman Forever. Batman yeah. Forever is one of my favorite Batman movies. In the sense that, yes, I understand full well how goofy and weird that film is. But I still love the hell out of it. Yeah, it's got it, it's got its weird moments. But it's, it's got some genuinely good Batman moments in it. I mean, Val Kilmer... Say what you will about the rest of the movie. Val Kilmer knocked out of the park as both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. Like, if there if there's one quote good thing in that movie it's him yeah absolutely him the whole deal with they they did the robin origin story pretty close too yeah Mm -hmm. like from what i remember from even just robin's reckoning or even just reading the backstory and you know be it dark victory or um robin year one or even you know going back to the initial 1940 introduction of robin like the, the way they got him the, the whole circus adopting yeah. by Bruce. Yeah. He was a college kid, but still it worked. Yep. I think that's why I liked it so much because they made him a college kid, which granted you could probably argue was got might, might've been influenced by the animated series. Just, a, just a smidge, but yeah, still, even still, I think for, for, for the context of the story, it made sense. And even still makes sense then that might be coming you know to to a batman movie with a little bit of realistic you know foresight but but still 
is it realistic to put a child in a cape and, <laughs> yeah. and a domino mask? You tell me. <laughs> is it realistic for a billionaire to have to dress up as a bat and go out and <laughs> fight crime? <laughs> and well, to bring it back to Brave and the Bold, I think that's exactly why the idea of what they're doing with that is fresher because it's not it's not Dick Grayson, it's not Jason, it's not Tim. It's yep. Damien. Damien. Yep. So we're finally yes. going to get a live action Damien. Not only are we going to get a live action Damien, but we're also going to get a Robin who won't look like he was drawn in 1956. Yep. You know, like I, I feel like aesthetically, even just thinking about it, like the concept of Robin on film, you know, there are those people who are just vehemently opposed to the idea and it's like okay that's fine i understand that you like a solo batman who's a detective that's cool but when it comes to thinking about putting batman and robin on screen when you look at if you're going to do batman and robin and not look at batman forever and i i mean that with you know love and sincerity because i think that for that time is it's a, it's a 90s movie yes but also it's batman and robin like it's it was yeah. batman it was dick grayson they had the suit they had you know their respective vehicles i would have liked to have seen one scene of both of them in the batmobile but hey you know yeah that would have been cool it's whatever but i think by doing damien as the robin you're allowed the freedom to not shackle him or at least shackle the character of robin to these typical child actor standards. Because if you know Damian Wayne as a character, he is not your average child. He's not the boy wonder. (laughs) He's not your typical boy wonder. No. And I honestly, I think they're even going to make him a little older. I think they're going to make him like 13, 14. I think so too. Because it, it, to me, it's going to be really awkward to watch like a 10 year old potentially behead a villain. Yeah. (laughs) Cause you know, James Gunn, like, yeah, if he's the one shepherding the universe and he's like, I I want my Batman to have a Bat family and I want Damien as the Robin. If those are the only parameters you're giving the director, (laughs) shit. (laughs) Oh, man. If I was going to be able to do quite a bit with that. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And granted, like, it's not a done deal yet. I've even heard of another name in the mix for for Brave and the Bold, but. You know, that's neither here nor there. Eddie Muschietti being the top choice for the Brave and the Bold for me, that, and the concept of, of, you know, Bruce Wayne and Damian Wayne as Batman and Robin to me is just like, oh, dude, that's, it's a, it's a, if there's one project on that, on that docket that I genuinely have more, not morbid, but genuine curiosity for, it's Brave and the Bold. Yep, same. Like, I think I even still need to, order um batman and so i might have batman and so i don't know i really gotta make a list of my books that i own and don't own because i got batman r.i.p not too long ago but i think i still need batman and son which we could maybe do as a review somewhere down the line i'd be down for that yeah i remember we we've talked about doing like reviews or just summaries and that kind of stuff of certain graphic novels and that kind of stuff so i'd be down for that yeah definitely i mean especially for that like that that tying into that story that'd be a lot of fun but hey you know i we got to get through superman legacy and the authority before we even get to brave and the bold yeah which actually i don't know because it's really funny to me that while james gunn is chugging along with superman legacy 
the project that's getting more talked about than the next, you know, alleged movie on the docket is the next next movie on the docket, which is Brave and the Bold. It's so funny to me that yeah, of the things on the slate that people are more concerned about, people are always asking them questions about Wait for It, Superman Legacy. Or Batman Brave and the Bold. I wonder what that could be. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe huh. it's because Superman and Batman are DC's top grossing characters. Well, a little tidbit. Just a little bit. I don't know. But I, I, you know, it, it really wouldn't shock me if like that, the, 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 <laughs> well, Marvel just changed up a lot of their phase five and six slate of, in regards to release. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest to see James Gunn do something similar. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because that, that Marvel news was pretty nuts seeing the amount of films that got pushed back. Not even for just Marvel, but also just Disney in general. Yeah, Disney, yeah. Because what was it? The Marvel films, uh, Avatar. Star Wars. Star Wars actually got... Star Wars, yes, that's right. Star Wars dated three dates for three new movies, two in 2026. Yep. Which was kind of surprising. Yeah. And then one in 2027. Um, just to, I, personally, I think of the two in 2026, the one coming in December is going to be the, the Ray Skywalker movie. That's my guess. What well, I mean, you've got to imagine that's going to be the case. I would certainly hope so because I think that might be their next film that they have yeah. going to shoot. I think cause they have a director, they have a finished script that's not affected by the writer's strike. So I would imagine like, if if they're dating one for 2026, I mean it could be the May. It could be could be the May release date because they had one for like May seventh, or no? I'm probably getting that mixed up with one of the new Avengers release dates. There's been a lot, I mean there's so many dates getting like or like we were talking before the podcast the fact that Avatar is pushed out till now what 2031. What's Avatar? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Totally agree with that. No, no. I, I, anyone who knows me knows I don't. I, I'm not a fan of Avatar. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of the Navi. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Jim. Cameron. Yeah. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I'm sure he's devastated to hear that the Eternal Knight does not like his film. He's so devastated, he's wiping his tears with a million-dollar bill. Yeah, that's that's the reason why they delayed the films. Like, ah, oh, the Eternal Knight doesn't like Avatar. Oh, we gotta, we gotta do the, we gotta do this whole thing over again, folks. I, you know, you know, I learned my lesson with Avatar too. I ate crow on that. I said it wouldn't make anything past a billion. It wound up making two billion. So I <laughs> am no longer in a position to clown those movies. But I will still clown those movies, even if it makes me look like I have egg on my face. Oh, yeah, no. I'll gladly stand here and tell you that they are mundane, boring. All right, that's enough. I'm not going to go any further. <laughs> but Craig, you made $2 billion at the box office. <laughs> yeah, the power of positivity. It lends itself well, I suppose. <laughs> now, since he's casting for Superman Legacy, that has also been been a, a subject of conversation because allegedly the top three frontrunners are allegedly testing for the role this weekend, over the weekend, along with the three top contenders for uh, Lois Lane. And I am not going to go search the internet for any of their names, so no, if you, if you listen to the show, you know who I am. You know we talk about this <laughs> shit regularly. I know David Cornswet, I know Nicholas Holt, and there's one other guy, and then there's, oh man, who is it for... 
oh who is it for Lois Lane? There, there's oh, I don't even remember who they who they have screening for that. But they have they're they're holding the screenings for Superman and Lois Lane allegedly over the weekend, and from there they might round out the cast for whoever else is going to appear in the movie. I, I was under the impression that Nicholas Holt might be be in the running for Lex Luthor, but I don't know. I guess that's uh. not the, I guess that's not the case. He was in the running for bat for the Batman. He was. It was down to I believe Holt and Pattinson, and Pattinson got it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But I don't even see Nicholas Holt as either Superman or Lex Luthor. So that one to me is just like, if he gets it, he gets it. Cool. I just don't see it. Uh, David Cornsweet. I've seen some people share some clip from a TV show he did. I'm like, all right, cool. Look, to be brutally honest, Superman Legacy is like the one project I'm like, eh. all right, yeah. I and it, it, I, I'm it, I'm still hurting from Cavill not being in there. Yeah, I, mean? I, I I'm still pretty pretty bummed that Henry Cavill's not Superman. I'm I'm still really bothered by that. It it is going to take James Gunn, like James Gunn is basically going to have to do my dream Superman movie in order for me to like like be over the moon about it like you're gonna have to do superman versus brainiac with like a full-fledged universe of characters in order for me to like be on board with what you're doing well you heard it folks so in order to make phil's dream come true it needs to happen they tried to do it in the 90s didn't work out it's time to make nicholas cage superman would it matter how long he's on screen <laughs> for <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to say anything else because there, <laughs> there's there, that 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 very thing Craig just said. Let's just say we might have to circle back around to that. Okay, <laughs> okay, everyone. There, I'm just going to leave it at that. We might have to circle back around to that very thing Craig just spoke about. Oh, maybe 30, 40 seconds ago. Okay, okay. Glad. We, okay, moving on. Yes, if if James Gunn is going to win me over in regards to Superman, yes, he is going to have to utilize Brainiac and on top of that, make Superman feel like he's already integrated into the world of DC. And on top of that, I can't believe I have to say this, put him in trunks, don't put him in trunks, I don't give a shit, yeah. just make yeah. it look realistic, yeah, make it make, look make real. Make the suit look good, please. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, and you know what? There are people on Twitter who are just so gung-ho, like, he needs the trunks. And I'm like, you are worse. <laughs> you people are – the people who are like, he needs the trunks. You people are worse than the right-wingers who cling to the Second Amendment. I am sick and tired. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of hearing that he needs trunks. I'm sick of it. I'm so freaking sick of it. The, the damn underwear doesn't define the character. I'm surprised that we haven't gotten to the point where people are like, he needs to have the curl in the front of his hair or else it's not a real Superman. Let me ask you this. Name one time Batman had underwear in a movie that wasn't Batman 66. Yeah, right. Exactly. And yet somehow, someway, somehow, Superman still needs to have underwear on the outset. Oh, my God. Man. <laughs> The internet, man. They it's, come up with the silliest sh things. Such a shitty place. Such a terrible place. And it's a place where shitty Superman fans congregate to let you know how wrong you are for not liking Silver Age Boy Scout Superman. Yep. 
Oy. I think I think that's one thing that I I'm gonna say I'm like ninety percent certain on. I'm pretty certain that since this is gonna be James Gunn doing a Superman movie, we are not getting a Boy Scout Superman. <laughs> I hope so. Well, he wants his Superman to give people hugs. So he just might be kind of a bearish Boy Scout. I don't know. I I I don't know. I might sound cynical in regards to Superman Legacy. I, if you feel that way, I understand completely because I I am kind of cynical about Superman Legacy in in a lot of respects. But you know, I'm probably gonna watch it. Yeah. I'm probably gonna see it. Am I gonna be critical of it? Maybe. We'll see. It really it really is just gonna boil down to execution. And um, I think we even talked about this either last episode or the episode before when we saw Guardians. Like, th- that movie did not move the needle for me in regards to him in- on Superman because um, yeah. the flying with Adam Warlock didn't didn't do it for me. Like, it, it honest to God, reminded me of every other flight. And any other character who's used flight in the MCU that wasn't Iron Man or used any kind of trajectory-based propulsion system... It reminded me of that. Like, it was like watching Captain Marvel. It was like watching, Oof. you know, it was like watching, it's another one. Um, why is this not coming to me? You know, Vision in WandaVision or even Infinity War. Like, it really just felt more of the same of stuff I've seen before. So he's really going to have to do something vastly different. Because, let me tell you something. Man of Steel cracked the code as far as Superman flight sequences go. Yep. Like, Man of Steel cracked the code for, like, a heartfelt story about Clark Kent that didn't involve the Daily Planet. It involved him coming to the Daily Planet to find himself, and I appreciated that. But, I don't know. I I just really... Like, there, there are just certain elements of Superman that I think people take too seriously and i'm 100 i'm 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 kind of conflicted that james gunn might lean more towards that to appease that side of the superman fandom but that's you know i don't know i we we don't know what his superman movie is going to look like obviously he can't do what brian singer did with superman returns yeah and obviously he's also not going to do what Zack snyder did with man of steel Please don't do what Singer did with Superman Return. God, that movie was so boring. I think if you want to do Superman different, don't make the suit look like Christopher Reeve's suit, number one. Like, don't try and yeah. homage it. Don't try and make it a look-alike. Don't try and do the same color scheme. Do your own thing. And and you know what? I'm even going to say this now, too. And this is probably going to piss off a lot of hardcore Reeve fans. Don't use the Williams theme. I don't give a shit. Do not use that theme. That theme is... You know what? That theme is like the Terminator franchise at this point. It is deader <laughs> than a dead horse. Stop yeah. beating it. I am sick to death of hearing it. And frankly, I am sick to death of it being associated with other versions of Superman. That's my biggest problem with it. Yeah. If you associate it with Reeve Superman, cool. I got you. I understand where you're coming from. But if you think that that theme needs to be symbolic with every other version of Superman, I got no interest in, in talking to you. Like, I, yeah. Because that theme is just dead to me. 
I am tired of hearing it. I am tired of it being associated with other versions of Superman. I for damn sure didn't like it when it played with Henry Cavill's version in Black Adam. Like Black it was Adam. darker, yeah. but still I was just like, dude, you didn't you didn't need to do it. You didn't but just you didn't, having it, the presence of him walking out would have been more than enough. Or even just using the Man of Steel yeah theme would have just been as serving like i don't understand why warner brothers is so intent on using that damn williams theme and people <laughs> and you know what i already know i already know what's what, what kind of response i'm getting but philip it's iconic but philip it's the 78 superman movie okay everyone newsflash i don't give a shit i yeah, don't it's strictly for nostalgia is it is it's a nostalgia grab. It's nostalgia grab in the same way that Michael Keaton being in The Flash is a nostalgia grab. Yep. 100%. And I, and I say that as someone who's curious to see what Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be like in, in The Flash. But still, like, I am sick to death of that theme. And if James Gunn has any creativity in him, he will not use that theme. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to use it. I hope he doesn't. Honest to God, I, honestly, I hope he doesn't tell whoever he gets to compose it. Don't do a variant of it. Don't even homage it. Don't even do a... Don't. Just do something different. Yeah. I promise it will pay off better for them, but something just tells me they're, they're going to sneak it in there somewhere. But I don't know. I have no idea. I could see it being like, you know, he'll do something cheeky with it. It'll be the... The ringtone on Clark Kent's phone or something like that. Oh, God, that would be cheesy. Yeah, it'll be like, but it won't be, it won't be the theme theme. It'll be like a, a MIDI theme or yeah, something like that. I, I, get, I get where you're going. It, it yeah. would almost be like Spider-Man Homecoming where it's the, the woman playing yep. the violin. Yeah. Yeah, I feel it'll like be it's... something like, I think it'll be, it'll be a background thing, if yeah. anything. You know, he walks by, maybe he, he walks by a television or something and... Trumpets are, trumpets are blurring the yeah. <laughs> yeah probably wouldn't shock me i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm far more interested in brave and the bold than i am superman legacy that's kind of where i'm at with that nope i'm the same way i mean i mean we are a batman podcast but i mean i am still brave and the bold is what i want to know the mo- most about right and how much of that corner will evolve out of it um, yeah, there was one other trailer that dropped, I think, a week ago. Well, it allegedly leaked, but now it's got a an official release from Warner Brothers and a release date. Yeah, um, Justice League War World. Yeah, and uh, I was very surprised when you shared the trailer with our chat group. I was surprised. I didn't realize it was going to be rated R. I, you know, I remember hearing that it was going to get rated R. I was just like, huh. Okay, so this movie's going to be brutal, I guess. And... Which is kind of surprising because, like, the art style, I, I know we've talked about it before. This new art style that they've got for these new DC animated movies, they don't come across as, like, something that I'm going to see, like, anything kind of ultra-violent they're, on it. They're pretty humble, yeah. They're, I, I guess the term that comes to me when I think of the animation style is humble. Um, yeah. You don't really get... I, I mean, well, Long Halloween Part 2 was R-rated, but even then, that wasn't even... 
gory or bloody. No, or... I think it was more the thematic elements, if anything. Yeah, definitely. But it definitely seems, I mean, just given what we see in this trailer for War World, I mean, it looks like it's it's going to have some pretty brutal moments. I mean, it's it's taking its cues from a few different stories. Uh, the, the Wonder Woman story is, is canon to DC Comics. Uh, the, the Batman one is straight up um, Bruce Wayne The Road Home. Like that, 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 that's what I think of immediately. Yeah. Uh, that's another Grant Morrison story. And then the Superman one, I think is as well, but I don't know. Honestly, I thought that it was going to be Superman on War World fighting Gladiator style. And it looks like we might get a little bit of that, but it I does kind of seem like there are hints of that in here. But yeah, the, it's. The this question, is going to be interesting. The question also begs is like, well, how are they also in where they're in where their three respective separate stories take place? And I'm like, is the Black Mercy involved? But then again, I thought about it and I was like, well, no, the Black Mercy shows them what they want. Yeah. So it's got to be something different at play. But yeah, yeah, we've got Jensen Eccles, Darren Chris, and Stana Kaddick, I believe, all returning to voice Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman respectively. And Mongol's going to be the villain. Um, I'm kind of curious about that because uh, sometimes these animated movies kind of lead into live action stuff yeah. more sometimes. And I'm like, is Mongol going to play a part sooner than later? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. In the trailer, you get a very quick glimpse of Mongol at like a minute 40. Yeah. Uh, it's a very, very quick glimpse. But I mean, it. it's a different look that I more than I was expecting for Mongol. But um, it looks like it'll work, as, particularly for this art style that they're going with. Yeah, uh, I remember, I, I, you know, I probably should have watched the trailer before we started recording, because I don't remember too much of it. But I remember liking a lot of what I saw, and I did like the look of Mongol. I'm more forgiving of the animation style. I've been pretty forgiving of a lot of the animation style, because I also think that Warner Brothers animation... More often than not, hits with these movies and miss. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure we'll get to it next month, just like we did. Did we do Doom of Gotham? Yeah, we did Doom King of Gotham. No. Yes. No. Maybe? I don't uh... know. I'd have to go back and look. I think we talked about it. Yeah, Brief... I'm pretty sure. I think we briefly talked about it, but... Yeah. Did we briefly talk about it or did we review it? I don't remember. No, I think we reviewed it. I don't remember. I do find it funny. It says that it's rated R for just some bloody violence. That means it's going to get pretty gory. Yeah, it means there's going to be a lot of blood spewing everywhere. You'd have to wonder if that's on Batman's part. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Or, you know, since Mongol is involved and, you know, it is the war world, it would, wouldn't shock me if there was some excess violence there. Yeah, the funny thing is, though, the trailer doesn't show the release date. You have to, like, go look it up online in order yeah. to find out the release date for the thing. You now, think that would be something you would put in the trailer? You would think, yeah. Digital is 20, July 25th, or is that all of it? Uh, July 20th, I think that is for both digital and physical. Let's see. Okay. Do, 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 release date, streaming services, and, yep, and 4K Blu-ray HD. Okay. July 25th, 2023. Cool. Well, that's about a month away, so that'll give us something to talk about next month. 
I hope it kind of keeps the trend going because like uh, like we did on our kind of mini review of uh, the Doom that came to Gotham, I was very impressed with that one. So hopefully this one kind of keeps that upward trend going with these DC animated movies because they've it's been kind of a roller coaster with these ones, you know. There's been some good ones. There's been some not so great ones. I think they really knocked it out of the park with uh, the doom that came to Gotham. So I'm very curious now that we're going to have the Trinity in a film together. Let's yeah. I, I really hope that they knock this one out of the park as well. Yeah. A whole new Trinity too. Cause this is again, you know, Jensen Ackles, Darren, Chris and uh, Stina Kaddick. And um, I'm very curious to see how, um, Jensen Ackles Batman plays with the other two. Oh yeah. For because sure. because the other two already had interaction in Justice League or sorry, Justice Justice Society World War Two. There's um Wonder Woman and, and Superman. Granted, Chris is playing a different version of Superman, but it's still voicing the character. So they've interacted per se, but I'm just very curious to see how Jensen Ackles' Batman interacts with the other two. So here's some interesting stuff. I didn't notice this. I'm looking at the voice cast. Uh, I didn't realize some of not just the voice actors, but the characters that are going to be in this. Uh, Troy Baker is the voice of Jonah Hex. So that'll be interesting. I love Troy Baker's work. I can can see that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, John DiMaggio, uh, Bender. Uh-huh. from Futurama is going to be playing Lobo. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did not know that was even a thing. Well, Lobo was in Man of Tomorrow. The the Superman movie they kickstarted this universe with. Oh. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't I completely know if they forgot I, about I, that. I, I don't recall if DiMaggio voiced him there though. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. It says that it says that a voice actor from Batman: The Long Halloween is voicing Mongol, uh, Robin Atkin Downs. Robin Atkin Downs is actually pretty prominent. He voices a lot of other. He's voiced a lot of different stuff over the years. Who? I'm gonna search him real quick. Who did he do in The Long Halloween? Oh, uh, was it Mad Hatter? Oh, he was Scarecrow. Scarecrow. That's who it was. He was Scarecrow, and he also did the small bit with uh, Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I did not realize that Lobo was even going to be in this film. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading that. I don't, again, I don't know if DiMaggio's voice, if DiMaggio voiced him initially either in Man of Tomorrow. I don't think so. I don't know. Let me find out. Let's see. Man of Tomorrow, Superman film. Let's see here. Oh, and actually, since we are talking animation, no. uh, did so, you happen to see, did you see the um, trailer for the My Adventures with Superman that's going to be on Adult Swim? I did, but I also just wanted to say that Ryan Hurst voiced Lobo in uh, Man of Tomorrow, and he was... Oh, so he is continuing it. Or no, no it is, so it is a different Lobo then. It might be the same Lobo just a different voice actor because Ryan Hurst was from huh. The Walking Dead and Sons of Anarchy John DiMaggio of course is from um, you know Futurama and the voice of the Joker in Batman Under the Red Hood oh okay yeah 
what were you saying? Uh, that uh, My Adventures with Superman, that Adult Swim show. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I saw the trailer and I saw that it's premiering on Adult Swim? Uh, July 6th, 2023 on Adult Swim. Wow. Right, next day on Max. Yep. Yep. I did see that and I... I don't you know, know if if Max wants to work, considering that the day one was an absolute shit show. <laughs> yeah, I canceled my Max, honestly. Um, oh, did you? I did. Yeah, I, I have no desire for it anymore. Um, <laughs> I canceled my HBO Max, whatever subscription. Um, I'm trying to just save money, among other things. I'm just trying, trying to limit the amount of streaming services that I use to. Um, hell, I might even put Disney Plus on the back burner here pretty soon. But. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I think that's gonna. Think, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, we cover quite a bit. Quite a bit. We have a quite a bit more to cover too. So we still have more episodes of Batman the Animated Series to get through. We've got some comics to talk about. Some anniversaries coming up. We got a lot of stuff on the docket that I am gonna add to the docket now. And we're only and we're only a couple of days away from the Flash. That's right. Uh, we are three days away from seeing the flash i'm seeing it friday at seven o'clock my time i think craig you're seeing it thursday uh yeah my plan is i've got uh, what's my ticket thursday seven o'clock okay so and then after i i would imagine that our next episode is going to be sometime after the 19th because obviously we want to talk about the flash and then also we're going to try and talk about the schumacher cut Yep, Obviously. and we will we'll try. Unlike you know the majority of the internet's being right now, when we talk about the Flash, we will avoid spoilers. What are you talking about? No, <laughs> no. Once that movie comes out and we've both seen it, we're going to talk about it. In spoiler <laughs> fashion. Do do not. I'm just going on social media, just going here from minute one till the end. Here's everything that happens on the Flash. I'm sure we'll be more respectable about it. I guess is oh, what I'm okay. getting at. But yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in regards to Batman and, you know, we'll be here to talk about it as the days continue to press forward. Uh, is there any final thoughts you have for us, Craig? Any final thoughts on Gotham Knights getting canceled or Batman part two and Penguin getting delayed or Muschietti? Anything? Yeah. Rest, rest in peace, Gotham Knights. Uh, you, you gave it, you gave it a, you gave it a good run. You, you tried and that's all anybody can ask of you. I'm sorry that you went the way pretty much that uh, Gotham Knights, the video game, went. <laughs> it is kind of funny that both the video game and the show with the shared title, both just bad reception. They tried and died out. <laughs> you know, every time I think of they tried, I think of that gif of Bart Simpson taking the cake that says you try and throw it yeah. in the trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the only time I ever think of, think of, think of that. Yeah that's, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. You know, it was funny enough, too, I saw, I think it was on our last episode, or maybe even the one before that, I I wanted to bring it up, but I don't think I ever did, that the Gotham Knights video game, I guess they did some kind of DLC content mm-hmm. that was originally, like, the plan was for it to be paid DLC, but because of the poor reception, ah, we, we put it out for free, here you go. Wow. No one cared. <laughs> no one paid attention to it course didn't do anything to help anybody find any more interest in that game well that game wasn't all that interesting to begin with so yeah well if it made it more interesting good for the people who enjoyed it me not so much (laughs) 
Again, just like the TV show, they tried. They tried. They failed, but they tried. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a fun time. But, you know, no more Gotham Knights after one season. Oh well. Uh I guess if I had any final thoughts, I'm like I don't know. Uh hopefully after the flash maybe Andy Muschietti comes out and says he's doing Brave and the Bold. Maybe I'll put my heart to to rest. I don't know. We'll see. Um but yeah, if anyone wants to give us a follow, follow along a uh, capital T E K underscore podcast. Uh, it's Twitter and Instagram. You can feel free to leave us an email for any questions, comments, concerns, or if you all want just want to bitch me out or bitch Craig out, feel free to eternalnightpod at gmail.com. And if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcast or whatever podcast platform you're playing our show on, that would be fantastic too, or even just leave us one on Podbean. Uh, other than that, uh, y'all can follow me on Twitter, Vero, and Instagram, just at unfiltered. I uh, don't know if Craig's ever set his stuff up, so Craig, you 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 good, man? I did. I did get my Vero set up. I haven't really touched it just because of everything going on with the the new addition to my house. But I do have a Vero account set up. It's under my uh, the name that I use for pretty much everything nowadays. Uh, Craigie Omega. C R A I G G Y O M E G A. Oh, no big bad Craig, darn. Yeah, no big bad Craig. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did talk about that. We did talk to our super villainous sides. They might or might not make an appearance soon or not. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of up to yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is where uh, the Eternal Knight is going to hang up the cape and the cowl for the evening. You, everybody, stay safe as always. Take it easy. And, uh, yeah, keep, uh, keep on keeping on. Enjoy your Batman. Take care. Take care, everyone. for listening to the eternal night podcast this podcast is not affiliated with warner brothers discovery dc entertainment or anything else related to wbd uh, all thoughts shared belong to those involved and not the companies they happen to work for or be talking about if you would like to follow along the show you can follow along on podbean or itunes feel free to drop us an email at eternalnightpod at gmail.com you can also follow us along on twitter and facebook just search for tek underscore podcast thank you <laughs>